In a world driven by global commerce, understanding the intricacies of trade agreements is a key asset for legal professionals. Join me in today's episode. Navigating Trade Deals, Insights into NAFTA, USMCA, TPP, and the WTO. We'll unravel the complexities of these agreements, exploring legal English nuances and real-world impacts on businesses. This episode promises valuable insights to navigate the ever-changing landscape of international trade. Stay tuned for a journey into the heart of global commerce, where legal expertise and linguistic finesse converge. The Four Legal English Podcast is now in session. Welcome to the Four Legal English Podcast. This is the show for lawyers, law students, and other professionals from all over the world who want to improve both their legal English and legal knowledge. In this podcast, we discuss different legal topics, such as law in the news, law in practice, legal writing, legal movies, and other issues. This podcast does not constitute legal advice. If you need legal advice, consult an attorney. You can check out our blog articles, available courses, and the show notes for this episode on our website. That's fours in the number four, legal English, no spaces or dashes.com. Fourlegalenglish.com. I'm Timothy Barrett, your host. I'm a former practicing attorney from the United States, more recently a law professor in Tbilisi, Georgia, and currently an author and podcast host, among other things. Greetings, colleagues. Welcome to another insightful episode of Four Legal English Podcast. I'm thrilled to dive into a topic at the core of international business, trade agreements. Today, we'll unravel the complexities of NAFTA, USMCA, TPP, and the WTO. Whether you're a seasoned practitioner or a law student, understanding these agreements is essential in today's interconnected world. Trade agreements play a pivotal role in shaping the global marketplace, affecting businesses, economies, and legal landscapes. In this episode, we'll discuss the intricacies of these agreements, focusing on legal English to empower you with the linguistic tools needed to navigate this complex terrain. So join me for a journey into the fascinating world of trade agreements, where legal expertise meets the global economy. Foundations of Trade Agreements Today we embark on our exploration of trade agreements by laying down the foundations, if international commerce were a chessboard, trade agreements would be the strategic moves dictating the game. So let's understand the basics. Trade agreements are treaties between countries, facilitating the exchange of goods and services. Their primary goal is to foster economic cooperation, boost commerce, and create a fair playing field for all involved. Now let's unpack this in legal English. Basic Principles Firstly, let's talk about the foundational principles. Reciprocity is a fundamental concept, emphasizing that countries should give and take in roughly equal measure. This ensures a balanced and mutually beneficial relationship. Non-discrimination is another key principle. Most favored nation or MFN treatment under the World Trade Organization rules ensures that if a country extends favorable conditions to one trading partner, it must do the same for all, 
National treatment, on the other hand, ensures that foreign and domestic products are treated equally once they enter the market. They can make restrictions at the border, but once it's past the border into the domestic market, it should be treated the same as domestic products. Objectives of trade agreements. Trade agreements have specific objectives. They aim to reduce trade barriers, such as tariffs and quotas, fostering a more open and competitive market. Additionally, these agreements often address intellectual property rights, labor standards, and environmental regulations. Now let's navigate some essential legal English terms. Reciprocity, the practice of mutual exchange for mutual benefit. Most favored nation, MFN, treatment, ensuring that a country extends the best treatment it gives to any trading partner, to all trading partners, at least within the WTO framework. And of course, there are exceptions to that. National treatment, treating foreign and domestic products equally. Trade barriers, obstacles that restrict the free flow of goods and services, including tariffs and quotas. These terms are the building blocks of trade law discussions. As we delve into some specific trade agreements in the WTO itself, keep these fundamental terms in mind. They'll be our compass as we navigate the intricate world of international trade agreements. NAFTA. In this section, we're turning our spotlight on NFTA, or NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. Understanding its historical context and dissecting key provisions will allow us to better understand North American trade dynamics. NAFTA began in 1994, and it marked a transformative moment in trade relations between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. It wasn't just an agreement. It was a groundbreaking pact fostering economic integration. The aim? To create a trilateral, that is to say three-country, trade block that would eliminate barriers and facilitate seamless commerce. The elimination of most tariffs on products traded among these three countries was a game-changer. It encouraged the development of cross-border supply chains and transformed North America into an economic powerhouse. Now let's dive into some specifics. Rules of origin. A critical concept, these rules determine the country of origin for a product, impacting the application of tariffs and trade benefits. Understanding rules of origin is pivotal for businesses involved in cross-border trade. This is also an important concept within the EU or global trade under the WTO. Tariff elimination. A cornerstone of NAFTA was the gradual elimination of tariffs on various goods, promoting a more open market. However, certain sensitive sectors retained protective measures. And this is a common theme for almost all free trade agreements and the WTO. There are certain sectors that get a little bit more protection than other sectors. Dispute resolution mechanism. Every robust trade agreement needs a mechanism to address disputes. NAFTA had a specific dispute resolution process, allowing member countries to resolve conflicts without resorting to traditional litigation. Intellectual property rights. NAFTA addressed the protection of intellectual property, setting standards and guidelines to safeguard innovations and creations across borders. Now let's decode some additional legal English terms. Tariff elimination the gradual removal of tariffs on traded goods. Dispute resolution mechanism, a structured process to resolve conflicts. Intellectual property rights, legal protections for creations of the mind, including patents, copyrights, and trademarks. These terms are important in the context of NAFTA 
but nearly all free trade agreements have similar terms, if not the exact same terms. Of course, how do you get tariff elimination might change within different trade agreements, but almost every free trade agreement has that at least as its goal. NAFTA shaped the landscape of North American trade for nearly three decades. Now, as we pivot to the successor of NAFTA, the USMCA, now hold on to these insights we just learned from NAFTA as we switch to its successor, the USMCA. The USMCA. Now we're transitioning from NAFTA to its new successor, the USMCA. The North American Free Trade Agreement has indeed evolved into the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, USMCA. Kind of a mouthful. In this section, we'll unravel the changes and continuities that define this transition. Before we get into the specifics, let's just make it clear that NAFTA, which began in 1994, has transitioned into or been replaced by the USMCA, which came into effect in 2020. The USMCA has significant changes and refinements. Key alterations from NAFTA to the USMCA. It's more than just an acronym change. It's an evolved framework reflecting the shifts in global trade dynamics and more modern business practices. Labor provisions. A notable upgrade in the USMCA is the emphasis on labor rights. The agreement addresses concerns related to workers' rights and wages, aiming for a more equitable trade environment. Environmental standards. The USMCA introduces robust provisions for environmental protection. From commitments to combating illegal wildlife trade to addressing marine pollution, water pollution, the agreement steps into the realm of environmental sustainability. Sustainability is also a pretty big buzzword in the global trade context. Digital trade. In the digital age, trade isn't just about physical goods. USMCA acknowledges this by introducing provisions for digital trade, ensuring a framework for e-commerce and data flow. Dispute resolution mechanism. Building on the NAFTA's foundation, the USMCA maintains the dispute resolution mechanism. However, the process has evolved, emphasizing conciliation and transparency. Force majeure clause. The USMCA, like many legal documents, includes a force majeure clause. This provision addresses unforeseen circumstances, events beyond the control of the parties, allowing temporary relief from certain obligations. Globally, we've seen a lot more discussion of force majeure clauses in the last few years with the global pandemic and lockdowns, things like that, which has triggered a lot of claims of force majeure in many, many contracts. Sunset Clause. The USMCA introduces a sunset clause requiring a review of the agreement every six years. This mechanism ensures the relevance and effectiveness of the trade pact over time. We see this term in a lot of other legal contexts as well. When something is created, but it has a sunset. On a certain date, it's going to terminate. And maybe like this, it can be revived or it can be agreed to continue. Otherwise, it's just terminated on that date. As we dissect the intricacies of USMCA, remember that these changes reflect the dynamic nature of international trade. The legal language might seem intricate, but understanding these nuances is key to navigating the modern trade landscape. Welcome back to the Four Legal English Podcast, where we're talking about legal English and how to communicate confidently in legal settings. And I want to take a moment to tell you about a fantastic resource for anyone who wants to improve their understanding of criminal law vocabulary and phrases. The book Criminal Law Lexicon by me, Timothy Barrett. 
This book is packed with over 550 exercises that will test your comprehension and improve your knowledge of important criminal law terms. And the best part? Readers can access free online content, including a forum for Q&A, answers to the exercises in the book, and even online exam to make sure you've truly mastered the material. Whether you're a law student, lawyer, judge, police officer, prosecutor, defense attorney, legal translator, other legal professional, or just interested in criminal law, this book is a great resource for improving your understanding of the proper legal English terms concerning the field of criminal law. And if you're a non-native English speaker, this book is especially designed for you. Now, if you're interested in purchasing this book, you can find it on Amazon or visit my website at forlegalenglish.com for more information. And don't forget, after you complete the book, take the online exam to make sure you understand the material covered. It's free for readers of the book. So don't wait. Start improving your understanding of criminal law vocabulary today with Criminal Law Lexicon. The Trans-Pacific Partnership In this leg of our journey through trade agreements, we set sail into the Pacific to uncover the depths of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, or TPP. The TPP, once considered a hallmark of international trade, brought together countries from around the Pacific Rim. However, it's essential to note that the United States withdrew from the agreement in 2017. Our exploration today aims to understand its initial intent and the impact it had during its conception. Purpose and Impact of the TPP Market Access and Tariffs At its core, the TPP sought to enhance market access among member nations. It aimed to reduce or eliminate tariffs on various goods and services, fostering a more open and competitive trading environment. Regulatory Alignment TPP ventured beyond traditional trade aspects. It aimed to align regulations and standards, making it easier for businesses to operate seamlessly across borders. Intellectual Property Addressing the digital age, the TPP delved into intellectual property rights, provisions on patents, copyrights, and trademarks, aim to create a harmonized framework for protecting innovations. IP is an often an important focus of trade agreements, especially for highly developed or industrialized nations that have a lot of IP that they want to make sure that they protect in any trade agreement. Investor State Dispute Settlement, ISDS. The TPP introduced the ISDS mechanism, providing a means for investors to seek arbitration against host countries for treaty violations. I always found trade law to be an interesting area of law because on one side, it's definitely public law. It's governments forming treaties with each other. However, it's private businesses that will take advantage of those treaties or suffer under those treaties. And so an ISDS is when a company or an individual, usually it's companies, investors, but maybe they're suffering how they're being treated in a host country and this gives them a dis kind of a dispute resolution mechanism that gives them a way, an avenue, that they can complain and seek redress. As we navigate the waters of the TPP, remember that understanding the legal intricacies is akin to deciphering a nautical map. It guides us through the complexities of global trade. The World Trade Organization, or WTO. As we continue our journey through the seas of international trade, we reach a colossal institution, the World Trade Organization. Let's unravel the mystery surrounding its role and functions. The Pillars of Global Trade Governance. 
it's crucial to understand that the WTO stands as the cornerstone of the international trading system. Established in 1995, it replaced the General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade, GATT, and expanded its scope beyond goods to include services and intellectual property. The role of the WTO. Trade negotiations. One of the primary functions of the WTO is to facilitate trade negotiations among its member nations. These negotiations aim to reduce barriers to trade and establish fair and transparent rules. Dispute settlement. The WTO operates a robust dispute settlement system. If a member believes another is not adhering to WTO agreements, they can bring the matter to the dispute settlement body for resolution. However, this is kind of grinding to a halt right now. The dispute settlement system basically has two tiers, and although the first tier is working, the second tier, the appellate body, has no members. There's no, basically, they don't call them judges, but there's no judges in the appellate body. So, of course, no judges, they can't hear any cases. So there'll be panels established, and there'll be a report from the panel, basically the trial court. However, if one party, the losing party, appeals, then that ruling is just kind of in limbo, because there is no appellate court. The appellate body doesn't function because there are no members, no judges to, to run it. The members, the countries belonging to the WTO are at an impasse. They can't agree on what type of people should be appointed as judges or, or members of the appellate body. And because of that, because of this ongoing impasse, no one has been appointed to the appellate body. So it has no members, no judges, in other words. And so they can't hear any appeals. This has been going on for a few years now, and certainly not a good side for global trade. They're unable to get past this dispute. Monitoring and implementation. The WTO monitors global economic trends and the implementation of trade policies by its members. This surveillance helps prevent protectionist measures that could harm international trade. What we mean by protectionist measures would be measures, or whether they're laws or rules, policy decisions, that would protect like the domestic industry. Although WTO has certainly affected global trade since its beginning in 1995, in recent years its successes have been few and far between. So it'll be interesting to see over the next several years, the next decade, will the WTO continue or kind of like NAFTA, will it be replaced by something else? What will happen? Impact on businesses. As we delve deeper into our exploration of trade agreements, it's time to assess their tangible impact on businesses worldwide. How do NAFTA, USMCA, TPP, and the WTO influence the daily operations and legal considerations of international enterprises? Before we navigate through the practical implications, it's essential to recognize that these trade agreements create a complex web of rules that businesses must navigate, analyzing the impact. Market access and tariffs. Trade agreements often lead to reduced tariffs and increased market access. This is particularly evident in regional agreements like NAFTA and USMCA, where member countries enjoy preferential treatment in each other's markets. Of course, you can also see this in the EU. Supply chain considerations. For businesses with global supply chains, these agreements can significantly affect cost structures. Understanding the rules of origin outlined in these agreements is crucial to benefiting from preferential tariff rates. Why are rules of origin important? Well, imagine there are parts of a product that are made 
you know, in China or any other country in the world, and then shipped to Mexico or to Spain. And then it's finished in that country, in Mexico and Spain. Now, the finished product, is that a Chinese product or is it a Mexican product or a Spanish product? Because if it's a Spanish product, it gets to go throughout the EU without any additional tariffs or restrictions, anything like that. Or the same thing, if it's a Mexican product, it can go throughout North America into Canada or the United States. So how much has to be added in that final step, you know, that will affect the rules of origin. And that can be a big consideration when you're discussing the global supply chain or when you're planning for it. Because it's often a very big advantage to have something created, built, assembled in the trade block within that free trade agreement, where you have the benefit of having no tariffs within that zone. Intellectual property protection. In the context of TPP and the global standards set by WTO, businesses must navigate complex landscapes of intellectual property protection. Dispute resolution mechanisms. The WTO's dispute resolution mechanism and the processes outlined in NAFTA and USMCA offer businesses a structured way to resolve trade-related disputes. Familiarity with these mechanisms is essential for legal professionals advising companies. And of course, if countries or businesses within the countries have faith and confidence in the dispute resolution mechanism, then they're more likely to engage in international trade. If they lose confidence in these mechanisms, then they might be much more reluctant to engage in international trade. Legal considerations for companies. Now let's discuss some key legal considerations that businesses should keep in mind as they navigate the seas of international trade. Compliance strategies. To leverage the benefits of trade agreements, companies need robust compliance strategies. This includes understanding rules of origin, ensuring adherence to intellectual property standards, and being aware of any specific industry regulations outlined in these agreements. Contractual agility. Given the dynamic nature of trade agreements, businesses must incorporate flexibility into their contracts. This includes provisions that allow for adjustments in response to changes in tariff rates and trade conditions. Dispute preparedness. International businesses should be prepared for potential disputes. This involves understanding the dispute resolution mechanisms available under relevant trade agreements and crafting contracts with these mechanisms in mind. A keen understanding of the legal nuances within these trade agreements becomes a guiding start for any business that wants to take part in the global marketplace. Compliance and legal obligations. It's imperative to ensure that any business that takes part in the global trade understands compliance. In this section, we'll delve into the profound importance of adherence to legal obligations stipulated in trade agreements. The Pillars of Compliance Customs Compliance One of the foundational aspects of trade agreements involves adherence to customs regulations. This includes precise documentation, classification, and valuation of goods. Trade agreements often have specific customs regulations that businesses must integrate into their operational framework. Certainly one of the goals of the WTO, as well as the other trade agreements we discussed, was the simplification of this process to make it much more straightforward and understandable, and to try to make it more universal. This is certainly something that the WTO has made progress with. Rules of origin. Understanding the rules of origin is important to understand the language of trade agreements. Businesses need to meticulously determine the origin of their goods to benefit from preferential tariff rates. 
Noncompliance can result in financial penalties and loss of preferential treatment. Regulatory compliance. Trade agreements often extend beyond tariffs and touch upon various regulatory aspects. This could include standards for product safety, environmental regulations, and more. Ensuring alignment with these regulations is paramount for sustained global operations. Now let's move on to legal obligations and consequences. Legal implications of noncompliance. Noncompliance is not merely an oversight. It can lead to serious legal consequences. Fines, penalties, and even exclusion from the benefits of trade agreements are potential outcomes. Businesses must be vigilant and proactive in meeting their legal obligations. Dispute resolution mechanisms. Trade agreements typically outline dispute resolution mechanisms for scenarios where legal disagreements arise. Businesses should be aware of these mechanisms and, where necessary, seek legal counsel to navigate disputes within the framework of the agreement. It's also important who has rights or or standing under these dispute resolution mechanisms. For example, within the WTO, members do, countries do, but individual businesses do not. Contractual safeguards. Crafting contracts with a keen eye on compliance is a proactive measure. By incorporating clauses that ensure adherence to the legal obligations outlined in trade agreements, businesses can mitigate the risks associated with noncompliance. Future Trends and Developments As we navigate the complex seas of international trade law, It's essential to peer into the horizon and anticipate the winds of change. In this section, we delve into future trends and developments that might shape the landscape of trade agreements. The constant evolution of trade agreements. Trade agreements are not static. They evolve, adapt, and respond to the shifting dynamics of global commerce. Staying ahead of these changes is crucial for businesses and legal professionals alike. Digital trade and e-commerce, shaping the future landscape. In the digital age, the significance of digital trade and e-commerce cannot be overstated. As trade barriers continue to blur in the virtual realm, understanding the legal nuances of digital trade becomes imperative. E-commerce terminology. Let's shed some light on some key legal English terms in this domain. Digital trade agreement. An agreement governing the international exchange of digital goods and services. Data localization. Laws requiring companies to store data within a particular country's borders. The rise of cross-border data flows. Future agreements are likely to delve into facilitating the flow of data across borders. This aspect is crucial for businesses engaged in digital services. You can see the EU trying to take the lead with some of its regulations, which really take this on head-on. Environmental and sustainable trade practices. As the world grapples with environmental issues, trade agreements are increasingly incorporating provisions related to sustainability and environmental protection. Circular economy, an economic system aimed at minimizing waste and making the most of resources. Eco-labeling, certifications indicating that a a product is environmentally friendly. Businesses should prepare for a paradigm shift where adherence to sustainable practices becomes intertwined with trade agreements. In this dynamic arena of international trade, understanding these potential trends is akin to having a compass in uncharted waters. By staying informed and embracing the evolving nature of trade agreements, businesses and legal professionals can sail confidently into the future. Lexicon. Here's a list of words from today's episode that might be challenging or considered advanced. Adherence. Continuities. 
digitalization, extraterritorial, finesse, inclusive, nuanced, sustainable, tariff, traverse, unravel, unveiling, upheaval. If you want to learn more about these words, check out our show notes at forlegalenglish.com slash podcast and look for today's episode. We'll have a definition and example sentence. What questions do you have about today's episode? You can post those questions or any comments on the show notes. This is a great way to practice and improve your legal English skills. You can go to the website for, as in the number four, legalenglish, no spaces or dashes, dot com. For legalenglish.com. You can check out our blog articles and show notes for this episode and check out the episode quizzes. It'd be fantastic if you could subscribe and give us a review. If you could leave us five stars and a nice comment, it would really help the algorithm and other people to find our podcast. If you leave a great review, I might even read it on the air. So start writing. The Four Legal English Podcast is adjourned. Don't miss the next docket call. (laughs) 